0: Welcome to the Christ Connection podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host Kevin Senapati Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to episode number 71 of the Christ Connection podcast. I'm so glad you could join us today. And this is one of our errand run episodes. Uh, Errand run episodes means that in the amount of time it would take you to maybe run an errand, uh, you can get through a podcast episode. Now errands uh, vary in length and so do these episodes, uh, and that's kind of the point. Uh, We're just spending some time uh, with someone who will help you in your walk with Jesus. Uh, as I said episode number 71 and if you've been around for a while you know I like to uh, connect it to a number of episodes of random TV shows Uh, uh, and 71 episodes would be When Calls the Heart had only 71 episodes Um, now if you're not familiar with When Calls the Heart that's fine Uh, it is a Hallmark Channel TV show that my wife watched my daughter watches I have seen it from a distance as I walk in and out of the room doing something else. So, (laughs) there's nothing. It's just kind of a girl's show. So, I... not my of cup of tea, so there you go, but uh, it is When Calls the Heart, and there's what you have. Um, my guest today is uh, Pastor Nate Ruch, and I'll get the actual uh, official introduction in a moment, but he is the pastor of my home church, and if you've been around again for a while, you'll need to go to the show notes on this, because there's like four episodes that uh, we've had uh previously from staff members at the church, including uh, Nate's dad's been on, and so you want to uh, maybe go back and listen to some of those. But uh, this is a fun episode. I think you're going to enjoy it and be encouraged by it. So uh, without further ado, my conversation with Nate Roosh. My guest today is Dr. Nate Roosh, uh, lead pastor of Emanuel Christian Center, a multi-ethnic and multi-generational church, uh, gathering at several locations every week. Prior to leading at Emmanuel. He served for 10 years as vice president of North Central University. He received his master's degree in organizational leadership from uh, Bethel University and his doctorate from Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. Nate and his wife Jody have four boys and they live in the Twin Cities area. He's but probably more important for this conversation. He has been my pastor for over seven years and he's someone that I have been Praying for and with for over 25 years. Uh, so, wow. welcome to the show, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 25 years.
1: Think about that,
0: bro. The quarter of a century. We've been we've been at this, haven't we?
1: <laughs> Hopefully, we've learned a thing or two along the way, huh? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah.
0: Hey, that's all right. Well, because you you've been married 25 years now, haven't you? Yeah, 26. Because yep. uh, I and I got my 25th coming up next year so uh, but we wow. were we were uh, we knew each other before our wives mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> back, we go way back, back back when you were my uh, youth leader right off the boat from michigan i like to say right <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty close there yeah
0: <laughs> that's how it felt yep. <laughs> Uh, well, jumping in, we like uh, we like to call these our errand run episodes, meaning that the show is about the length of time that people run an errand. And so, I figured I'd start with a question about errands. uh We uh, know those who know you well know that you love Starbucks. So, if you are on an errand and you stop at Starbucks, and calories are not you're not concerned about calories that day. What is your drink of choice?
1: Uh, More recently, because I like to change it up, but more recently, be the English Breakfast Tea Latte. English Breakfast Tea Latte. So it's breakfast. They put uh, steamed milk in it then to latte. So it's kind of a mixture, a fusion, if you will.
0: So you get something different every time?
1: Pretty much. I like to switch it up. I have a rotation though. So, you know, I'll do an americano with cream. I'll do a, I'll do what I call, it's called a Misto, which is half coffee, half steamed milk. I really like that after lunch. Uh, it's a calm, smooth drink. So those are, you know, kind of rotation. If I get cold, I can do a cold brew. So that kind of thing.
0: Okay. Uh, now speaking of Starbucks you have quite the collection of uh, cups of, of Starbucks mm-hmm. over there. Uh, any any idea how many you got there or did you not count because uh, no. to...
1: <laughs> well I have I counted at one point but I've discovered because I keep them all in my office at, at the church that some of the cups walk off that oh. somehow people borrow those cups so I don't know at the moment the accurate amount it's over a hundred. So, um it's quite a few cities around the world, cities in America.
0: Well, and and I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, we're going to transition uh, to talking about prayer today. Because talking to you, we got to talk mm-hmm. about prayer. That just uh, it seems mm-hmm. like seems like the thing to talk about. And you have a a tradition with those cups, uh, can, mm-hmm. uh using that for uh, prayer. Can you? Because I just think it's a great idea. Uh,
1: you, uh, yeah. uh, can
0: you tell? talk about what you do with your cups to help you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I'll do, um, is I'll pick a a mug and I've got cities all over America and then I've got cities and countries around the world. So let's say there's something going on in Mexico and, uh, there's a, a crisis or an earthquake or something. I'll take my Mexico or Mexico city mug And I will take a picture of it um, while I'm getting coffee in it. So like it's underneath a Keurig machine or I have a slow drip um, machine as well. And I'll, I'll put it there and then I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it on my social media, my personal social media. And I'll just do a hashtag mug of choice. So it might be hashtag mug of choice, Mexico city. Praying for the church and for the people of Mexico, and it's kind of my visual cue to pray for that particular place. And so I'll use the the mug as my catalyst to pray for whatever is going on. And it's, you know, there's always stuff going on. So I actually could do it all the time. I've I've slowed down posting uh, all the time on that uh, and do it around key moments now. Um, and I typically don't do it on all my social platforms. So like I will do it on my Instagram, but it doesn't mean I'm necessarily doing it on my Facebook. So Instagram to me is more daily. Um, so is Twitter. Facebook for me has become a weekly thing. And so, um, and then different groups of people that are my friends that will follow me, see those things and they feel encouraged. I also do it for missionaries around the world so I can pray for missionary, uh, the Kenyans in, in Panama, or I can pray for, um, you know, all kinds of missionaries around Dick Rognan in the middle East or, and, um, when I do that shout out, it's really meaningful to the missionary because they know somebody cares for them. And it's not just some words on a, on a timeline. They see a picture of their location and it just does something there. So, yeah.
0: yeah which I love that's cause it's both you're actually praying, uh, but then you're uh, mm. <laughs> you're being an encouragement as well because there's a prophetic element to encouragement. And uh, I yeah. S- speaking of, so I want to dive a little bit on your prayer, your prayer life, your prayer journey, where uh, you're mm. at. Uh, like I said at the top, we've been praying together for 25 years. I remember. Right. as a uh, this won't mean anything to the audience, but to us, uh, back when we were at the Munson's house and the little side room there, there's four or five of us yeah. guys uh, uh, praying together. Uh, so that was probably closing it because when you came from Michigan 1990, 91, yep.
1: 91.
0: So, mm, yeah, 91. I think we met pretty much
1: right away there. So we're,
0: we are more yeah, close. Did. Your,
1: there. <laughs> your parents had me over for dinner on a Sunday. I remember that.
0: I actually you know. do too. Cause I think you, uh, you stayed in uh, you, rather than going back down to North central, you uh, stayed and like uh, took a nap on the couch or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So you could just go to Sunday Yeah. So uh, hey, yeah. if, uh, yeah. hey, if you look back from kind of the journey then uh, how, do you notice anything that has changed with your prayer life mm-hmm. uh, what, what's grown, where is uh, this season of life uh, how to, what over the last mm-hmm. you know, couple of decades has, uh, has evolved with your prayer life?
1: That's a great question. Um, undoubtedly it's moved. How I pray, when I pray um, has a, has grown and adap- adapted to life circumstances. You know, when we start having kids, <laughs> one after another, we have four kids in six and a half years. My, my quote unquote, quiet time, prayer time on a schedule went out the window. So I had to learn to adapt. Um, we do have the benefit in the pastoral world when we work in a church where we it's actually endorsed to pray in the church so you know we i go in the sanctuary and pray or I go upstairs to a prayer closet or you know take a uh sunday school room or something and and lock the door um but the fight to pray changes over time so for me as as my life grew as my responsibility grew god began to trust me with more um things and meetings and people and leadership and that um, my schedule filled up and as a schedule fills up it actually squeezes out some of the natural um times that i had to pray when i was single and uh and so you have to adapt with that and you want to to go with it one of the things i i learned to do was to prioritize at the beginning of the day my time with the Lord, but that didn't mean it had to be quiet time the same way as maybe I knew it when I was a single person. Um, I, I've always prayed wherever I go, you know, pray, Paul says pray at all times. And um, that doesn't mean you have to pray 24 seven all the time. That's the only thing you're doing is praying. But for me, it means I can pray driving down the road. I can pray when I'm walking alone in the house house i can pray in between meetings and so what i've done is is i've kind of expanded my prayer beyond just a quiet time prayer and i've had to grow in that there are seasons where uh, i don't didn't want to pray i was tired Um, i was self-sufficient i was exhausted Um, so you know having to adapt to this Season of life that I was in, I also had to learn to come out of the cave, if you will, um, and uh, you know, think of Elijah and, and out running um, after Mount Carmel, um, and then being exhausted, and he didn't have anything left to do the exerting prayer. He was just, he was just there, and then God speaks to him in a whisper, and I've learned to appreciate the whisper as well as the large things, and being okay with it, let myself off the hook. If I didn't pray enough yesterday, it doesn't mean I'm a horrible Christian and it doesn't mean my father wants to listen to me less. So just being able to be resilient enough to go back and go, you know what, God, I I need to talk to you again. I want to thank you. And you know, typically when I'm praying, I always will begin with some form of adoration. You know, I'll, I'll follow the old acts acronym, the adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication. And I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll go, Lord. I before I ask you for anything, I just want to say thanks. You're so amazing, and uh, I know you're the one that's in charge. That you're the Lord of the universe. That you're the Lord of my life. And I rehearse that in a sense when I'm talking to God to get my mind and my my spirit back. And I can do that in large settings, and I can do it in small settings. I can do it in a group, when I'm with other believers. But I can also do it behind the scenes.
0: Uh, and uh, it made me think of, when you were talking about that, that uh, you had an encounter, No, you maybe had multiple, but with Mark Montaigne when you were like mm-hmm. in high school. Or, yes. uh,
1: uh, where yeah. Where it's
0: uh, something about prayer. Am I remembering yeah. this right?
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Mark Montaigne, um, who is this phenomenal leader who established all these orphanages and, and hospitals in India um from nothing i mean literally nothing and uh i didn't know who he was i was probably 13 14 years old and we had a missions convention at our church in grand rapids michigan and i was assigned to take him from one thing during the convention down to another part of the building which in that property it's a massive complex so i had 10 minutes with him uh walking from one place to the next and i remember him when we got on the elevator and when we weren't talking he was speaking in his spiritual language he was praying the whole time and i'm like uh so i asked him about it because when you're a kid you just say whatever's on your mind i think as adults we back off we don't want anybody to be embarrassed or whatever we don't want to be embarrassed and so i uh i asked him so you're praying a lot is something going on he said no i have found that if i don't pray in between that my thoughts uh, are vulnerable and um that i i need to take captive my thoughts so the way i do that is through prayer and i i discovered later from other people that he battled serious clinical depression and um you know i don't know if it's a chemical issue for him or just a pure spiritual warfare that was going on in India and the, the strongholds that he had to come against to help get children in a caste system and the Hindu, all, multiple gods and all of that. But in any case, what I saw was, is that his prayer life wasn't, was a survival thing for him and that he, he literally had to pray all the time. And that's what kept him from going on a downward spiral of depression, get them on mission to what God had called him to do. And yeah, I do carry that image with me often of me being in the elevator with him and asking that question. Because he, he literally was praying in the spirit if if we weren't talking.
0: That's amazing. Because I, I I don't remember where or when you told that story someplace. And, mm-hmm. and I've thought of that often just you're know, walking about life and uh, taking advantage of those moments. Uh I like to call them steal, stealing moments with God. You, you just... Yeah. And, but I I guess I don't remember the part about uh, the the effect of, you know, the depression and things like that. So that that even speaks more to to our present age that we're living in. Uh, (laughs) It does. It really does. You you were once told uh, that to pray or preach like you pray. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What... uh, can, can you kind of give the backdrop and, yeah, and what, is, what yeah. that, does
1: that mean to Yeah, you? that that was such a pivotal moment in my story. So I pray and going back to, especially going back to high school when God intervened in my life to my junior and senior year of high school, from that moment on, I, I found my sweet place, my sweet spot to be when nobody was around and I could walk and pace and pray in the spirit and just talk to God. And I could be loud. And sometimes I, I am when I'm praying. Um, if I'm not bothering anybody, I enjoy that prayer. And and um, even in the baptism of the spirit for me and, and my praying in the spirit, um, I will go back and forth between the words I understand as Paul says, and the spiritual language. I pray both. And so, um, and what I've discovered is there's there's almost like a a download from heaven while I'm praying that um, is clear, uninterrupted. I don't stutter. There's it's just like it flows right. And so, um, I'm like that. Well, when I was an intern at Emmanuel, um, I was in part of several. Uh, prayer services. I would go to prayer. Um, We had morning prayer at the church, and I was expected to go to that. And I would walk and pray, and I kind of carried that into those settings, and I just would pray. Well, um, when I interned, I interned under Mike Olson, the youth pastor at the church. And um, Mike observed all of that. I didn't know he was observing that part of my life. And then one of my assignments for my internship was that I had to speak to the young adult sunday school class um and uh, it was like my first time ever preaching teaching speaking official and so um i poured my guts into putting this manuscript together uh i didn't know what i was doing i was i pretty much only could remember my pastor as a kid who would speak for 60 minutes by the way and outlines were handed out in the church and, um, so I got up and I was trying to communicate. The room was dead. I knew I wasn't hitting it. I felt like I bombed. And, uh, afterwards Mike gave me his, you know, coach speak. Here's what I saw you do good. And this is what I didn't see you do good. And he basically said, I've never told anybody this before. He said, but Nate, you need to not try to preach like your pastor or anything else. You need to preach it Like I see you praying. You need to preach more like how you pray. And what he was trying to do is is get me into where I really was me. And where I was really me was when I was praying. And so um, over time, that's been my journey. I always preach better when I preach like I pray. Um, and uh, sometimes I do good at that. And sometimes I don't, you know, if I want to get the right content and the scripture in and I still got to go through the details and make sure I got everybody's filling the blank on their app uh, filled in and all of that stuff but I am me best when I preach like I pray.
0: Uh, which this is not in my notes, but since you're, you are the, uh, you did preaching, you, t- you taught preaching at North Central back in the day. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that part of the challenge of being a preacher is to be most yourself? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. you're, you're trying to... Uh, put away all your everything else you've taken from everyone else and, and, yeah. and be your most authentic uh, self when
1: you're preaching yeah yeah, yeah. otherwise you're, you're kind of using saul's armor or you're mimicking something else that's not true to you and i think god has put his divine design on in all of us and like paul talks about with the body of christ that we're all uh given an assignment we're a hand or a foot or whatever we are. And when we're a foot and we're trying to act like a hand, something feels awkward and everybody else notices it. (laughs) So uh, you're not you, you know, it's like you without a Snickers bar kind of thing. And so um, I, yeah, when it comes to preaching, that was a lot of, when I taught preaching, that was a lot of what I was teaching our students to do is, you know, yes, you have to go through the making, there are things that you should be doing, but it, your goal should be to be in, in sync with heaven and how God made you. And if you prayed up and you studied up and then you're communicating with people, the things that resonate with the audience the best are the things that are really true in you. And if they aren't true in you, it doesn't get caught the same way.
0: Uh, I think, uh, again, I'm, I'm going off scripture, but that that is... But often right before I get to, you know, the preacher, the pastor may be giving the introduction to me or whatever. I just kind of sense in my heart, all right, now go have fun. The, the, yes. the, as I'm about to go preach,
1: because that's yes. where
0: you're, uh, you're going to be yeah. more, you know, you've done your prep, you've done your work. Yes. And now I'll yeah. get up there and just go after it. So,
1: yeah. It's walking <laughs> a tightrope though. You're like <laughs> up there and you're like, what if I fall? and you know, anxiety can take over, but yeah, you gotta you gotta trust in in the Lord with all your heart.
0: what I mean, yeah. uh, any I think each message probably has that different element uh, mm-hmm. to that. You know, I mean, how how close you, you have to stick to your your notes and how yeah. Uh, far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then again, this isn't a preaching podcast, I guess. So,
1: <laughs> we'll uh, but everybody's a preacher, right? Right. We all... <laughs> we're we're giving communication to our kids <laughs> i mean if people are on their errands right now they <laughs> might not be well they might be there might be a kid in the backseat, <laughs> and uh you got to be true to who you are not get out of character here as a parent you know but it's true i think i think it does play not just to preachers i think it applies to life when we are who god has designed us to be and we stay in that rhythm we are the best version of ourselves. So true.
0: Uh, so, so as we're uh, conscious of these people are probably checking out now what they <laughs> wherever they're at, uh, <laughs> I should uh, start uh, landing the plane here. Uh, any uh, thing, if you were talking to a, uh, someone, while you're talking to the audience and you uh, wanted to give them one kind of uh, challenge that you like to give a lot of, uh, christians that you maybe see a, a need in the world that's just kind of uh, a, a you know the church needs to step up to this or if it's something you commonly uh, you know just like to challenge uh, believers with is there something that comes to mind
1: yeah um and you've heard this before so it won't be new to you kevin but um the things that bother us are really god's opening to vision and instead of pondering what others are doing wrong or, or holding on to fear, um, the best thing to do with the things that bother us is to take them to the Lord. Cast all your cares on him, the scripture says. and because I think that when it comes to prayer, the quicker we get our birth, burdens to the lord the quicker vision comes into our soul that it's isn't and i just have discovered in the ebb and flow of life for christians as a pastor i watch it is that the default nowadays is to go on social media and scroll or to vent or to escape or you know it's to go on to some uh some form of Uh, visual medication to disconnect and then meanwhile nothing changes and there's you know there's there's little things but there's also really serious things with that you know when you're worried about your kids or you're worried about what's going to happen with with uh with the world or your paycheck or uh the elections or whatever you know are going on at the moment those are the moments that we need to instantly take them to the lord because I, I believe that victory comes as soon as we turn it over that's when you know even if we don't see it for like daniel for 21 days being held off with his answer to prayer but the the message was being sent that there was something coming and i think we delay far too often our our um, our concerns and our worries until they get so big that we don't even believe that god will do anything about it and so i think if we could just be quick in our prayers and just say lord here it is i don't understand this this is overwhelming to me where are you in this even saying things to god like you're doubting him is not off limits you're actually talking to god about it and you're giving him access to your soul and your mind which races all over the place and we all have our own family of origin and our history and there's people that have trust issues and all those things because somebody hurt you when you are younger, you didn't have somebody that believed in you and all of those kind of things. But I'm just gonna say it works for everybody in every stage of life, that if we could turn those thoughts over quickly in prayer to the Lord, we give him access to those things. And then he weaves all the other things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so I think with prayer, Um, You know, one of the principles that I've I've preached often is confession comes from two Greek words. One uh, is homo, which means the same, and logeo, which means to speak. And when we confess, we speak the same thing to God as what he already sees. So he already sees it. He's just waiting for us to turn it over. And so if we can turn it over, then all of a sudden we're not alone in this thing. And it doesn't mean it's fixed immediately. But it does mean that now God has been given a release, permission, if you will. We've taken the 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 lock off the door of our lives, and we're allowing him in. And he can go to work and do far more than we can think, ask, or imagine. And when I pray, there are a lot of things that I battle. I, you know, I'll be going into several meetings today and battling budget concerns and in the middle of the COVID era, considering what are we going to do, and the whole world is upside down and and when is this all going to change and really i I don't think we're ever going back to anything we're going forward to something but it's not clear so when i have that lack of clarity and people are looking to me as a leader my family's looking to me and going what are you going to do what do you think if i've prayed and i've turned it over to the lord and i trust in him with all my heart then i can turn to the people in my life and i can say you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a confidence that God's going to help us. And it's true. It's not fake. It's not fake. it so you make it. It's a real faith that comes as a result of just regularly turning it over to the Lord.
0: <clears throat> I love that. I, I, I You you didn't disappoint there, Nate. I, I was uh, <laughs> I, I haven't probably said this on the podcast before, but, uh, uh, and maybe I have when I talked about the uh, other guests that have been on from the staff, but uh, uh, I get the opportunity to hang out with Staff Chapel uh, at Emmanuel mm-hmm. Christian Center uh, whenever I'm able to. It's once a month. And I, I probably haven't said this to you, but one of the things I, I, I love is. Uh, the last 10 minutes when you just get up and mm. uh, whatever, whatever is it, that, whatever, that's probably my favorite uh, time mm. uh, just to, to, to hear your heart. And, uh, and, and so I'm glad the audience got to experience a, mm. a couple minutes of that uh, right there <laughs> with, with that answer. Uh, that was just, uh, that was just pastor Nate Roosh uh, uh, just flowing right there. So <laughs> there <you go. laughs> uh, if it, uh Uh, We'll put all the links in the show uh, notes as far as how to find out about Emmanuel and uh, and Nate on social and things, but I did not want to lose this time of an opportunity for pastor nate to pray for you as the audience mm. uh, before we wrap up and even if you're done with your errand just sit in the sit in the car for a, <laughs> a second mm. and let it let it let him pray for you and, uh, and
1: give yeah. him a, a blessing as we go <laughs> and that's just the beauty of a podcast they can pause it come back to the prayer they can do whatever <laughs> they want yeah <laughs> yeah well is this my invitation to start praying yeah.
0: nate, nate, go right ahead
1: <laughs> okay hallelujah father um as i think of how you look at the the earth it's yours and um you're not shaking you're not biting your nails you're not worried you are in full control of yourself and full understanding of w- w- what's going on in the earth now and what's going to come so it's to your authority that we run right now And we thank you, Lord, that you see the beginning and the end, that you understand the full measure of our lives, that we can rest knowing that you are with us. And Lord, as we come underneath your authority today, as we bring our hearts, our lives, our families, our responsibilities, our businesses, our churches, our cities, our country to you, Lord, as we come underneath you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to worry. And you've given us an invitation to talk to you about our lives as we see it. And I thank you, Lord, that you find joy in us talking to you. So as we talk to you right now and we listen to your word throughout the day, as we hear something like this in a podcast that just spurs us on to love and good works, I ask God that you would impart your joy to your people. Your joy has an ability to help us through today. It was the joy in front of Jesus that helped him endure the cross. Lord, there's something that we got to pursue in that future that you have for us. And in between are these obstacles in life and sometimes ourselves when we look in the mirror. But you're not frustrated with us. You love us. You care for your kids and you, Lord, want to impart all that you have for us. And I just ask God that you would help us to open our hearts up to just say a little bit more, God, I wanna believe like a little child. I wanna have childlike faith to believe you're gonna be with me in my marriage. You're gonna be with us in our family and our finances. You're gonna help us through things that we can't control. And as we turn to you, I pray God that there would just be an increase in our capacity to drop our guard and confess to you to do the homologo, to to speak the same thing to you as what you already see. And I ask as we do that, Lord, that there would be an impartation of your peace, of your faith, of your capacity to love and be compassionate, love the calmness when others around us are crazy, Lord, and, and feel like they're chasing their tails. Lord, may we be people, Lord, that are fully in knowledge of who we are and knowing where we're going lord we thank you for the peace that passes understanding that guards our hearts and minds and i pray that you would give it to each and everyone listening today and i pray that you would give us the courage to step up our ability to turn our instant concerns to you in prayer wherever they are in any point of the day in any location we're in i pray god as we turn it over to you god that you would give us your vision and uh, instead of hope and despair, we have a garment of praise. And I pray God that You would give us a, a a sense of that that praise, that lightness, that life. We ask for that in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thank you for that, and uh, thanks for being on the show today, Nate. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my my pleasure. <laughs> Well, there you
0: have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And maybe you want to go listen to that prayer a couple times over and just let it uh, be an encouragement to your soul. If you're looking for the show notes, you can find that at ChristConnection.cc slash podcast. Again, ChristConnection.cc slash podcast podcast all this uh, all the things that you need that we talked about and things like that uh, again christconnection.cc slash podcast don't forget uh, to share this with a friend uh, subscribe to the channel, and say something to us. Maybe that's uh, uh, finding us over at Enjoying Prayer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, let us know what you think. We appreciate every comment, review, uh, subscription, things like that, because it helps us to do the ministry that God has called us to do. And until next time, I want to thank you for listening.